Welcome back to The Break Room, episode five. I am your host, Alexis Murray, and thank you for listening in. The only thing that never changes in healthcare is change itself, and we're here to keep you in the know. Thank you for joining us for part two of what role can doctors play in the cost of healthcare? Our last episode emphasized the importance of social determinants of health and how health and wealth correlate. And if you did not listen to our last episode, we really encourage you to please go back and tune in. Americans are demanding more from their healthcare system. And as conversations continue on how to improve it, what role do doctors play in this? Today, we're gonna speak with Rick Forrester, Vice President of Population Health here at Privia, who's gonna talk with us about the practices that he's worked with and how providers can provide low cost, high quality care. Have you seen our new website? Privia is very excited to share that we have launched our new version of priviamedicalgroup.com. This site not only is more user-friendly, but it highlights our work in different regions and spotlights the physicians that we partner with in our mission to changing healthcare to what it ought to be. Please check out our new look at priviamedicalgroup.com. Now let's get to the show. I'm sitting here with the Vice President of Population Health for Privia, Rick Forrester. Rick earned his Bachelor of Arts in Political Science at the University of Richmond. Prior to joining Privia, Rick was a consultant at Mercer, one of the nation's largest human resources consulting firms, in their health and benefits division. There, he advised companies in the strategic planning and helped many small and large employers develop their wellness, disease management, and case management programs to keep their employees healthy. Thanks for joining us, Rick. Thanks for having me. So today we're here to talk about how health and wealth correlate. Um, We wanted to talk with you as our population health executive here at Privia. So let's start off with what is population health and why are organizations, particularly now, investing in it? Uh, I get that question a lot. Uh, What is population health? Whenever I'm talking with my friends and I tell them I'm in population health, I typically get a blank stare, and then we move on to another conversation. Um, But the way I define population health is really around the proactive and comprehensive management of a patient population. And so what do I mean by that? Um, Proactive is, is a key word there, because in population health and where we're really going as a healthcare system is doctors and the system have to be proactive in how they think about their entire patient population, not just the ones who are showing up today in the office. So who are the patients who aren't calling in for an appointment, who aren't showing up, who may be using services away from your office? So you've got to be very proactive in thinking about that. And then comprehensive is the second part where you, you care about what the patient is doing outside of your office. So what specialists do they visit? Are they going to the hospital? What drugs are they taking? What maybe have you not even prescribed them that they're doing? All of that matters. Uh, and so you have to be very proactive and comprehensive in your approach. And this is all happening now because of a monumental shift from an old fee-for-service system into a new value-based care system where physician groups are getting rewarded for being proactive and comprehensive in that care. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing for, for doctors because they can begin to take a lot more of this proactive approach rather than reactive. And uh, it, it's good for patients because we get to look at them, them differently. 
We see astronomical numbers when we talk about the cost of healthcare, and it can be really hard to understand exactly how we got to this place in our industry. Patients are really feeling the pressure. So I guess the starting point here is, can physicians play an active role in lowering the cost of healthcare? Yeah, it's a really good question and uh, a little sad, actually, that we have to ask this because physicians have become so marginalized in the U.S. healthcare system where they have so much impact but so little say. So to answer your question directly, yes, physicians can have a big impact. Um, and I think it, it's, it's across a couple different areas uh, that would be my direct recommendation to physicians. The first is just to be accessible. When your patients need care, be available to them. Make sure that even if it's after hours that your patients have a way of reaching you. If they need to get into the office for a same day, next day visit, they have a way of reaching you. Um, just being accessible, make sure that patients don't seek out more expensive costs of care or alternative sites of care uh, that might not be the best for them. So that's, that's really the first thing. The second thing is make sure you're referring to high value services and doctors play a huge role in this. And that can be make sure you're referring to the right specialist that is uh, lower cost and higher quality. And there's a lot of data now out there to show you who, who those specialists are. Uh, but also look at you know, the prescriptions that you're uh, giving to your patients. Is there a generic alternative that could be better? So making sure you're, you're referring your patients to those high value services. And I think the last point, which I think we have a long way to go as a system, is to engage in patients about the cost of care. Right now, healthcare is very much just focused on the care itself, never engaging the patient about the cost. Um, our, our clinicians are not very well equipped to be able to answer those type of questions. Uh, patients are confused, our system is confusing. Uh, but we need to start engaging with our patients about not only what services we recommend, but what the potential cost might be, because they have such a big impact. And so if you just go there and start to have those conversations, it'll help you and your patients be a lot more mindful about what the right care could be. In your experience in working with physicians here at Privia, how do you find the balance between successfully managing a patient population and being cost efficient? Yeah, it's a, it's a major misconception in healthcare that high cost equals high quality. It, healthcare is different than any other industry, and it's not the same as, okay, if I'm buying a BMW, I know that's higher quality than a Kia. Uh, in healthcare, higher cost usually means higher pricing negotiating leverage such as a big health system that's been able to ne negotiate a better deal for themselves and higher costs of services. Uh, it's sort of like a Walmart does when they negotiate with uh, suppliers, except unfortunately in healthcare, a lot of times that negotiating leverage is used to pay themselves, pay for overhead, pay for growth, instead of passing along those savings to patients, which is really unfortunate. So I think just We'd like to sort of debunk that misconception to start. And I think the second thing I would say is almost what I was saying before, care and cost are now the same thing. 
patients are getting hit more and more every single year with higher costs of care. Uh, their premiums are increasing. Patients are get under higher deductible health plans, so the cost of services impact them more. And so you can't just have a conversation about their health care without cost playing a major role. It's one of the number one causes of bankruptcy in the United States. Um, and so I think we have to sort of not think of great care as different as low cost because A, there's no association, and B, it's really the same thing now going forward. So we've talked about how population health strategies um, can help to lower the cost of care for patients. Some of those strategies including prescribing generic versions of medication or just really being smart about where you refer your patients. But we know that physicians already have a lot on their plates, obviously. So how can the extended team, including their care management team, help them to guide them um, in the right direction and help them achieve these goals? Yeah, yeah. Uh, w- one major problem, it's a great question, one major problem in healthcare today is in a fee-for-service system, all revenue or financials associated with patient care is almost all associated with a doctor visit. And so what happens is all care then has to be assumed to be given by a doctor uh, because there's not the same opportunity if a nurse or a medical assistant or even a non-clinician supports that patient. But the reality is there's so many ways for those, that extended team, like you were saying, to uh, impact the cost of care. Um, care management is, is one of the main ways, whether it is a nurse care manager or social worker, pharmacist, even a health coach can have a huge impact on making sure that patient's care is getting coordinated effectively. They're, getting, they're going to the right place of service, the right specialist, the right facilities for care. Uh, we're checking their medications to make sure there's not any drug-to-drug interactions um, or there might be other complications being created by their uh, drug regimen. Um, front desk can have a huge role in helping the patient navigate the very complex system of healthcare. Um, and so I think, you know, we, we really focus on how do we uh, continue to train and empower that extended team to be more successful. And I think as healthcare as a system continues to shift to more value-based care, we're going to see more and more of an emphasis on other caregivers other than the doctor to be able to help the patient. It's still the patient, or still the doctor as really the quarterback of care, but the extended team playing supporting roles, really helping to make sure things get done right. So we have talked a lot about population health and the importance of it. And one huge aspect of population health is really understanding um, your patient population and the fact that some patient groups require more money and time from, from providers, excuse me, than others do. So can you talk with us about the importance of stratifying risk and how providers can better allocate resources within the populations they treat? Does this process at all help to improve healthcare spending? Like you said, you have to now, in the new world, understand your patient population, not just the ones who show up today, 
but your entire patient population. Where are they going when they're not inside the office? And the only way you can do that is through great data and great analytics. And this is very hard and untraditional for a normal doctor's office to be able to do. Uh, so there's a lot of tools out there and systems and technology to help a doctor's office get it done. And stratification is one way in which you can begin to look at what are the uh, disease states inside of your population, how are uh, patients utilizing uh, care, are they visiting uh, certain sites of care like hospitals a lot or not. And so you can begin to sort of bucket patients into different categories and make sure that you're providing the right set of care to that group. So a young, healthy uh, population, right, you don't necessarily need to be extremely proactively managing them and spending a ton, ton of time uh, with those patients. But when they need help, you need to be accessible for, for when they need it. If they're in, uh, you know, they have a chronic condition, one or two uh, diseases like diabetes, you wanna make sure you're monitoring that actively to make sure that that doesn't get more complicated and they don't get more sick, that that disease is managed effectively. And then for higher risk patients who have a lot going on for them, multi-chronic, taking many medications, over five medications, over 10, um, have a lot of uh, uh, things going on with them, that's where you wanna really be spending a, a great deal of time with them. Um, and so stratification allows you to start to look at your patients to say, how might I uh, configure my day a little bit differently? to allow for different sets of patients coming in. And you can be more proactive in outreaching to them. So maybe there's that high-risk patient who hasn't been in the office uh, for a couple of months, uh, but you see that they keep getting hospitalized. What's, what's going on with them? You can be pro proactive to get them back in the office uh, and spend time with them. So another buzzword in population health, something that we hear a lot about is access. Why is access so important? We know that the Affordable Care Act really prioritized preventative primary care access for people. So why was that a huge focal point of this legislation and why is it such you know, a, a hot topic in healthcare today? Yeah, I think a lot of the uh, recent legislation prioritizing uh, primary care, especially some around uh, telehealth, uh, is also a, a medium for access. I'm very, very encouraged by it and optimistic, but I still think it has a long ways to go. I mean, primary care is such a tenant and linchpin to the success of the overall healthcare system, because when, when patients do not get primary care services, they either forego services entirely, potentially not getting care when they need it, which is a major problem. So preventive care is, is the easiest example of that. But even if the patient does have uh, an issue, they need to solve it. And if they just forego it entirely, it can result in much worse problems down the way. So foregoing problems in the first place, or two, seeking higher cost services else, elsewhere. So if they don't have access to the primary care office, they might say, oh, well, I have this urgent need, I'm just going to go to the emergency room, which could cost five, ten times as much when the primary care office can solve it. So I think it's great that the system is beginning to recognize that more and more to value primary care services because they're so important for creating that access to patients and over time lowering the cost of care for them and at the same time providing better care. 
So here at Privia, we believe that primary care can really be one of the key factors in lowering the cost of healthcare. So we really prioritize our work with primary care physicians. And a lot of those doctors have in turn joined our medical group and partnered with us in this mission. So what do we do differently? Why are doctors, um, you know, in the mid-Atlantic region, in Texas and in um, Georgia, why are they choosing to work with us um, as they sort of work to build their own business? It's a great question. Like I was saying before, primary care physicians especially really have been marginalized in this country. And uh, a company like Privia is trying to bring them together to get organized about how do we be proactive in this shift to value-based care. Um, And those those physicians can't do it alone. All of the different services that we were talking around, data, analytics, extended care management teams, negotiating with payers. Uh, This is all very complex and not something that a regular doctor office can do. So we surround that office with those additional services, tools, technology, so that the primary care office can be more successful. And then we do a lot around working with the patients to link them back into the primary care office. So patient education is is a huge a piece of our work to remind patients about please you know please come in for your preventive care don't forget uh, you have this test due um, don't forget to call us if you have an issue you know we're always available so call us anytime you need us for any reason so we do a lot of work in bringing that patient back to the primary care office because we know like we were saying that that's just such a linchpin for uh, launching off from there We want to thank Rick Forrester for joining us today and thank you for tuning in to The Break Room. And make sure to go back to episode four if you didn't already get a chance to, to listen to our conversation with Dr. Winston Liaw about social determinants of health. You can subscribe to future episodes of The Break Room or check out past episodes at go.priviahealth.com slash The Break Room. You can also find The Break Room on iTunes, so please check us out there, subscribe, rate this episode, and leave a review. If you have any questions or want to learn more about how we're putting physicians in the drive receipt, please contact the Privia team at 888-996-0232.